Hi, I'm Dr. Jeffrey Weber. I'm a medical oncologist from the Laura and Isaac Perlmutter Cancer Center in New York City. And I'm here at this 2023 ESMO in Madrid, a wonderful and beautiful city. And I'm here to talk about some of the developments in the melanoma field. Uh, at both ASCO earlier this year and at ESMO this year, there have been a lot of refinements of earlier trials. Uh, for example, there have been multiple trials demonstrating the benefit of adjuvant immunotherapy, mainly either pembrolizumab or nivolumab, in resected stage 2b, 2c disease. And we'll hear more about, at this meeting, biomarkers like tumor mutational burden, uh, gamma interferon uh, gene signatures, pdl one staining, which are all associated with outcome. We'll also hear a little bit about ctDNA assays, which are relatively infrequent in patients with resected melanoma, but nonetheless have a pretty poor outcome. We'll hear more about refinements of uh, trials that are established, like Checkmate 238, where there's now seven-year data, which shows the continued improvement in recurrence-free survival of nivolumab compared to the active arm of ipilimumab. However, amazingly, there's still a finite relapse rate after five years, which really suggests maybe you need to follow those patients more closely or even image them even beyond four to five years. So that was rather surprising. We heard previously about the promising data from the use of the PD-1-LAG3 combination simiplumab-fianlimab, where there was a 60% response rate in 98 patients in a phase two study, where the duration of response looked pretty good and the median projected progression-free survival was something like 15 months. And those are really nice data, early phase two data, but suggest there's promise for that combination of giving a PD-1 antibody with a LAG3 antibody. And again, sort of the urban legend was that giving ipilimumab-nivolumab would be better in terms of survival than the use of a PD-1-LAC3 antibody like nivolumab or rilaplumab combined together. But again, there'll be more data which suggests that the um, overall survival and the progression-free survival differences with the combination versus just the PD-1 drug are maintained over time. And it says, well, maybe it's not going to be that much worse than giving ipilimumab and nivolumab, and it will be one-third to one-half the toxicity. And finally, we'll hear from uh, me about the Checkmate 942 study. We'll hear biomarker updates, although no clinical updates on that study, which again was a randomized phase two study of 157 patients, where patients were allocated two to one to receive a combination of standard pembrolizumab adjuvant therapy for those with resected 3B, 3C, 3D, and 4 melanoma with a neoantigen messenger RNA vaccine versus pembrolizumab alone, which is the standard of care as an adjuvant therapy in the US and the EU, Australia, Canada, et cetera. The results of that study first presented at AACR, then more data were presented at ASCO, which suggests there was a clear difference that was clinically significant in recurrence-free survival, favoring the combination versus just single-agent pembrolizumab. It suggested there was a difference, again, both clinically significant and statistically significant in distant metastasis-free survival for the combination versus the single agent of pembrolizumab, the standard of care. And if you look at the hazard ratios, it was 0.56, reflecting a 34, or pardon me, a 44% reduction in the risk of recurrence or death over time with two years of follow-up, or a very favorable 66% reduction in the risk of distant metastases over time with a p-value of 0 
or 0.012, which again is both clinically and statistically significant. The data I'll present will also include biomarker data where we'll talk about the importance of ctDNA and BRAF status. It turns out that if you're BRAF mutated, there's a clear benefit of getting the combination of mRNA neoantigen vaccine with pembrolizumab versus pembro alone. If you're BRAF wild type, which is a little more than half the patients, not as clear cut a difference with a hazard ratio of about 0.8, but still there was some benefit. And if you look at the ctDNA data, the ctDNA data fall into three separate prognostic categories where if your ctDNA negative all the way along, those patients do phenomenally well with the combination of Pembro and the vaccine. And if you have someone who's ctDNA positive all the way along or becomes ctDNA positive during treatment, those patients do badly with a very high recurrence rate. And if you look at those who might go up and down or become negative, start out positive and then become negative for ctDNA, those patients do in between, which reflects data from colon cancer, lung cancer, et cetera. But interestingly, whether you're ctDNA positive or negative, you become positive or stay positive, those patients still benefit from the combination versus the standard of care single agent pembrolizumab. And that's pretty important because it says no matter what your status with melanoma, you're probably going to benefit from combination neoantigen vaccination with PD-1 antibody versus PD-1 antibody alone. We hope to have a clinical update in the next couple of months, and my hope is that those recurrence-free and distant metastasis-free survival curves, of course, are not only going to stay apart, they may diverge. There is currently a large randomized study that was, of course, provoked by the randomized phase two study that I just described, the Checkmate 942. Now there's a large randomized phase three study of at least 1,000 patients. This time it's resected stage 2B, 2C, 3A, B, C, D, and 4, all scenarios where PD-1 antibodies are now approved in the U.S. and abroad. And that's a randomized two-to-one study, just like the randomized phase two study that I have described at ESMO, but it's a much larger study. It's a definitive registration phase three study. It's already started accrual in Australia and elsewhere, and it will open soon in the U.S. And it'll accrue quickly, and it'll take less than a year before the end of 2024. I think that trial will have accrued. It'll take another year to two years beyond that to see what the results are, but I have high hopes for that study. I think in general, in melanoma, there's incremental significant progress. Things keep getting better and better. We now have new drugs like TIGIT. There's now a TIGIT Pembro versus Pembro large randomized phase three study. That's in progress. There are no data on that. But again, I think we have some promising new drugs. Neoantigen vaccines will now be tested in lung cancer, renal cancer, head and neck cancer, um, uh, bladder cancer, a variety of malignancies where Pembro or Nevo or effective adjuvant treatments will have the neoantigen vaccine strategy added to those. And I predict a lot of those are going to be positive studies, which again will change the face of cancer therapy. And in melanoma, I think neoantigen vaccine approaches will change the face of melanoma treatment, especially in the adjuvant mode. At any rate, it's Dr. Jeffrey Weber, and I thank you very much.